You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Friday, July 1. Millions of Aussies are being warned to brace for more price increases of essential goods and services as the cost of living crisis continues to worsen. The price of electricity, public transport, road tolls and mobile phone plans are all set to rise. From today, the default market offer for electricity, which is the safety net price cap, will increase by between 1.7 and 8.2% above inflation in New South Wales, South East Queensland and South Australia. Also from today, Telstra, which supplies around half of all Australian mobile services, has declared that its mobile packages will increase by $3 to $4 a month. But New South Wales residents are being the hardest hit as Sydney's road tolls, which have already been increasing every three months, went up by another 2%. And commuting via public transport will also become more expensive as Opal fares are set to increase by an average of 3% next week. Australia has become the first country in the world to enable women to conduct their own cervical swabs, which it's hoped will make cervical cancer testing more comfortable. Women aged 25 to 74 are now able to take a self-administered test in private at a GP clinic using a swab similar to those used to test for COVID-19. Studies have shown that self-collection is attractive to underscreened communities, including Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander people, people from diverse cultural backgrounds and those at the lower end of the socio-economic spectrum. The government hopes the move will ensure all women stay up to date with their screenings. Amateur beekeepers have called for inclusion in a compensation scheme being created by the New South Wales government to cover the costs of destroying hives infected with varroa mite. Many amateurs argue that by including them in the program, it will incentivise all beekeepers to do their bit to try and stop the spread of the disease, which threatens to destroy Australia's honey industry. The Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party are also in support of the proposal, saying that everyone is equally at risk and flagged the potential economic cost of amateur beekeepers losing up to $60,000 a year, which they then can't put back into the economy. The New South Wales government is currently considering cash payouts for commercial beekeepers, which is defined as operators with 50 or more hives who are required to destroy their bees. At a summit in Madrid, NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg says his organisation is prepared for all eventualities should Russia retaliate against Finland and Sweden for joining the alliance. The two Scandinavian countries were finally invited to join NATO after months of political wrangling and threats from Russia and their allies. Russian President Vladimir Putin was quick to issue a thinly veiled threat, saying that Sweden and Finland haven't faced any threats until now, and that he would be compelled to respond in kind if NATO troops and infrastructure are deployed. But the threats have not deterred US President Joe Biden, who addressed the summit stating that he is prepared for a prolonged conflict in Ukraine. 
He also promised the United States will provide another $1.2 billion in weapons and military aid to Ukraine, which comes on top of the more than nearly $9 billion already announced since Russian forces began the invasion in February. China's President Xi Jinping has left his home country for the first time since before the COVID-19 pandemic began. The leader travelled to Hong Kong to mark 25 years since Britain handed the city back to Chinese rule. The visit was also an opportunity for him to launch a stern defence of its political system and strong controls from Beijing. Mr Xi noted that they are now halfway through a 50-year agreement that enshrines one country, two systems, which runs out in 2047. The deal is meant to enshrine protections including a high degree of autonomy, freedom of speech and assembly and other rights not found in mainland China. But recent crackdowns in Hong Kong and an increasing number of laws and reforms that stifle free speech and dissent have many worried that China may not wait until 2047 to try and seize full control of the territory. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from the quickie, check out today's deep dive on where in the world the best places to go on holiday are right now and all the hacks you need to ensure your trip is memorable for all the right reasons.